and brightest day and blackest night. All other podcasts tremble in fright. Losers cower before the power. Oranges lust and blues you can trust. Indigos feel and white ones heal. Yellow scare and green ones dare. That sapphire love and black hands glove will rock your foundation without hesitation. Chad and Mars face evil's minds. Respect their power for they'll make you see the light. Hi, everybody. I'm Chad Bokelman. I'm Mark Marble. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 409. 10. That's right. 410. Oh, that was wrong. No, no. No, it's 410. Oh, man. What are we talking about tonight? Mostly we're going to... This is our what? Our stream of consciousness episode, but um bum We're going to be talking about some of the things we've been watching streaming-wise during... I guess in the last few months, not necessarily complete a complete uh, run through from the pandemic perspective, but I, I took it more just stuff recently or stuff we we go back to, you know we go back to like going to the well multiple times, um, things we like to watch. That's going to be the main. I think that's going to be the main thing, but we might as well talk about them. I, I assumed we should, we might I assumed anyway we talk about the Marvel stuff first before we uh, before we delve into the main topic of the day. Yeah, just take a nice little break from Lantern-related stuff. I, I mean, hey, I got a break last week, but, uh, you know, we, we I'm not saying anything to anybody about what it is, nor am I going to give you guys a time frame. But we've got a couple of big episodes in the works, so, I mean, it's it's always nice to sort of relax uh, with something low-key and, and, you know, honestly, something you don't really have to prep too much for, um, like, uh, you know, what we're watching. Because this is actually an episode that... You've been wanting to do for a while, right? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. It's something we've it's something we've discussed for a while, as far as pretty much ever since you know ever since the pandemic started that that the the idea of doing an episode like this made a lot of sense. But it was but putting a full full episode together just I don't know just it just kind of fell by the wayside. And then you know when when you when you came back off of uh, the injured list that we've delved back into more re- regular you know, regular topics and everything, so... But, yeah, it's it, it has been something I've wanted to do for a while. Sounds good. But, yeah, there's some Marvel stuff to get into first, huh? Yeah, I mean, the Mar- the Marvel stuff, I mean, on some on some basic level, it's not really surprising. I mean, we've just, we actually, you know, we did discuss this regarding whether we thought what the likelihood was that Black Widow was going to move, which we kind of both agreed it was a slam dunk it was going to move. The real question was, when it did move, how were they going to basically do the slotting into their time frames where they're just going to kick push everything back again directly push everything back or are they going to alter the release schedule and kind of in all, in all honesty in my opinion make it a little more logical and that's what they that's what they did to, you know in the afternoon today as we're recording this on Wednesday that they announced that Black Widow is being pushed back out of November which again no no great surprise there they're pushing it back to May, May seventh, twenty twenty one. So basically, Black Widow is following kind of like the uh, 
in a in a very long and winding road way, but they follow the Fast and Furious mode of basically pushing the movie back an entire year, pretty much from when it was supposed to be released. So in Black Widow is back to being a May release, just in uh, 2021. Sh- uh, they they Shang Chi got pushed from, which was always stupid to have it as a May release. They moved it to July 2021, July 9th. And the Eternals actually moved all the way back from February back to November 5th, 2021. So the Eternals is now also pretty much being moved of almost a full year, from from at least month-wise, from November to November. And looking at the rest of the release schedule, I didn't actually know they had they technically had a release date for Captain Marvel. But it's interesting because Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming is supposed to be uh, December 17th, 2021. So basically a little month and a half after the Eternal Spider-Man comes out. That shouldn't be an issue. They still have, right now, Thor and Doctor Strange scheduled for February and March in 2022. Black Panther is still scheduled. Black Panther 2 for May in 2022, and Captain Marvel is scheduled for July of 2022, which may, which raises the question, you you have to suspect, at least I do, that they're going to still have a November release in 2022, because or else why would they have all of these movies jam-packed in 2022? Why would you have four releases from February to the beginning of July? Because Captain Marvel's like July 8th. So why would you have all of those releases? If you or if those were the only releases you were putting out that year, why wouldn't you space them out a little bit more and have something towards the end of the year? So I, I have to suspect there's going to be a November release. Who knows? Maybe that'll finally be Guardians. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll finally be able to fit Guardians in since they're so backlogged on movies. But it's just another it's another punt by Marvel, justifiably so. Uh, Tenet didn't exactly set the world on fire from a box office perspective. Nothing's really setting the world on fire based on the current environment. It's gonna, and, and, and I, I never thought Tenet would be the, the one that would bring people back to the theater in droves no matter what. So the question is, uh, how again, we have to see all this shakes out, how it affects Marvel's long-term plan. The only thing we do know is since the trailer dropped, I didn't think it was necessarily worth playing, but the, the WandaVision trailer dropped, and that's supposed to come out in, um, that'll come out in December. So pretty much once the Mandalorian ends, they're going to roll into um, WandaVision. So that's about the only thing I think we're getting this year from from Marvel and MCU wise. We still, I guess, they still haven't finished uh, all of the film. They have like some 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 more scenes and stuff to film for. Uh, the Winter Soldier thing, right? Yes, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, excuse me, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is not quite finished yet. So the odds are, if we're lucky, it'll be early 2021. But yes, originally, as most people know, originally uh, that was supposed to be the first release and uh, on the on Disney Plus from the MCU. And WandaVision was, it was trending towards being able to fit into this year, but it wasn't a slam dunk. I think it was, I think it was in August, wasn't originally Winter Soldier supposed to be I think that was supposed to be August that that I show was, so. that that show was supposed to be out. So that unfortunately, by based on I guess where they're since they're filming so much in Europe, that one really took a hit when Europe got shut down first. So they're slowly but surely you know getting back you know getting back to finishing all that stuff up. So we so we get one division so we get one division first. That'll be the first thing from from the TV perspective. We'll get Falcon. Falcon and the Winter Soldier second, and it'll be, um, it is, to me it was really interesting that they decided to, and I'm sure they're doing this just to play it safe regarding the movie industry and the theaters, that it surprised me that they moved everything out of February or March in 2021, because it would have been real easy, like we talked about, to just do a straight up swap, stick Black Widow in the May May slot, 
And then, again, Shang-Chi probably... I think Shang-Chi over the summer makes the most sense. So that makes perfect sense. But it's just... It's really... To me, the most interesting thing about this was the fact that they punted on the Eternals to go from a February release all the way to uh, to a November release again. Um, no, I mean, it's... Uh, it, I mean, it, it makes sense. There's not a whole lot. Uh, I mean, the, the what's interesting is going to be obviously watching the the marketing of it, how the marketing happens and uh, and starts back up again. And I mean, uh, obviously it has to, but to what extent? Um, they probably had. They, I mean, they already had a lot of stuff on on the dock and ready to go uh, in terms of marketing Black Widow at the beginning of the year, and uh, lots of various things happened and. Um, I, I, I saw marketing in quite a few interesting places. So whatever their marketing strategy is going to be to remarket, uh, Black Widow is going to be interesting. And speaking to the WandaVision trailer, looks interesting. Uh, the, the, I get some interesting, like, uh, you know, uh, Doom Patrol vibes from it. The way, the way it looks uh, sort of trippy and weird and meta and, and that sort of a thing. I mean, I think it's as weird as you would expect it to be. I mean, we we know. I mean, we number one, what we do know about this is going to roll. You know, it's going to basically segue into setting you know setting the stage for Doctor Strange and Tales. You know, in the multiverse of madness, whenever the hell that movie gets actually underway and starts filming, and that that project just keeps making me more and more nervous, just because it just seems like there's so been so many problems with that with that project that it, it would not surprise me at all if that movie ends up not being able to... Well, it depends when they start filming it, but it wouldn't surprise me regardless if for some reason that movie gets moved out of the March spot in 2022, just because... Not just because it doesn't make really sense to have a Marvel release right around Valentine's Day for Thor and then come back in March. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of weird to have. I mean, they've, they've, they've done it before, but it's it's seen, but it's because what they had. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't. It's not completely unprecedented, but it just seems odd that they would push two movies out and and still have and still have a May release coming too. It seems like that's a lot of Marvel again. And then, and at some point, they're gonna you know at some point as we've, we've discussed, they're gonna have to do. What, kind of what they look like they're doing in 2022, which is just bite the bullet because of the fact that they have so many damn releases and they're so behind that they're just going to have to end up releasing four to five movies a year at some point just to balance it out. And that might be what, the, and that looks like, and it looks like 2021 is the year that they're probably going to try to release, get back on, you know, back on level ground. Uh, because again, I, I find it hard to believe they would release, if they didn't have another release coming in 2022, that they would jam pack so many releases between July and, from February to July, having all those movies. It seems like there would be a natural pause. Uh, you'd, want, you'd want to spread it out a little bit. So I would have to suspect, who knows, maybe maybe it will be Guardians. Maybe uh, You'd like to think that at some point soon we're going to get at least some kind of time frame for at least when Guardians is supposed to film based on, you know, working under the working under the premise that, that COVID-19 isn't going to get in the way of this, just when they're planning at the moment to be able to put it together. Uh, and we still have to see if Black Panther 2 is going to be dramatically delayed by having to obviously rewrite the focus of the script. So Yeah. All right, on to the topic of the episode. Sounds good to me. All right, man. Uh, your your ball, your court. What do you What do you want to start with? This you want to TV shows, movies, well, certain platforms. What do you want to do? I broke I broke it down by platforms. I'm, okay. I, I I wrote things down on my list based on just platforms that I that I watch and things that I've things that I've been watching lately and things that I that are 
and or things that are things that are particularly interesting or could be interesting to people and just and or things that I just like I said I go back I go back to and I just watch over and over again just because I, I find them entertaining um, so maybe we depending on the platforms if we both have stuff on the same platforms and maybe we, maybe that can be you know some common common area for for a discussion so you you want to so you want to play it safe and start with Netflix <laughs> Yeah, uh, Netflix is fine. All right, so how do you want to do this? Do you want to trade off, or do you want to just just go? Yeah, through the... sure. Um, let's see. One of the things that I did watch uh, recently, and actually, I just finished reading the book, which gives you a different perspective. In fact, I wish I had... if I knew I was going to watch the movie, I wish I'd read the book first because it probably would. I think I would enjoyed the movie more, but I'm gonna try watching it again now. I did watch. I'm thinking about ending things. I uh-huh. did watch. I did watch that. Actually, I watched it twice. To be honest, I fell asleep on it, which wasn't an indicate, which which not a reflection necessarily of the material. It was just the fact that I was tired, and and it's a lo- relatively long movie. But I did watch it. It's it is. There's no doubt that movie is confusing. It's obviously less confusing if you read the book and you understand why things are being shown to you in the way they're being shown to you but it's real but i do think it's interesting to conceptually what's going on in that in that movie i do think the book was better the book is really short by the way the book is like a little over 200 pages so i I would recommend reading the book more than the movie if i had to pick one but i thought that was i thought that was interesting uh it was intriguing so i so i did watch that and i'm probably going to watch that again so that's one of the things that i enjoy i think it's worthwhile checking out on Netflix. I've, yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Uh, I don't think I've seen a trailer for it or anything either. So it sounds like something I just need to. What's what's the general premise? I mean, it, it, I mean, obviously without spoiling the anything. General, well, the general setup is without again without spoiling anything beyond that. The general setup is uh, a guy and his girlfriend are going to visit his parents for the first time, and the whole idea and the basic idea is that she's not really sure of where the relationship is going. So that's where, the, thus on on the surface, that's where the title comes from. That I'm thinking of ending things, and the, and just the things that happen on the trip, and when they get to his parents, and there's just a lot of weird things that happen in from a storytelling perspective. And if you're lucky, by the time you get to the end, you'll you'll figure out exactly what's been going on. But there's no doubt, though, the book the book does make it clearer. But in a way, maybe maybe because I saw the movie and I kind of knew I knew what the gist of it was after the fact that that. Maybe I maybe the book was clearer to me because I kind of was look because I knew what to look for, if you will. It's like a spoiler thing, also. So maybe maybe if you were reading the book completely from scratch, while I still think it was probably a more enjoyable experience than the movie, maybe it wouldn't be as as clear or as less confusing. But I I think it would be. But I'm just saying objectively, maybe if you were going in ice cold without any knowledge of what happens or or what you know any twists and turns. And you just read the book, then maybe you still could be somewhat lost, and maybe you wouldn't enjoy it. But um, yeah, so just a, ca- a caveat while we go into all this, I actually I don't watch a ton of streaming platforms. Uh, my for for those of you playing along at home, my main uh, I don't know that you would call it streaming, but my main digital source for all of this for all a lot of the content I watch is actually Vudu. Um, which does have like some like every month they trade out like free stuff and things like that. So there are options to stream stuff for free just with ads and and things like that. But in terms of Netflix, if we're going to break it down uh, that way, 
one of the things, and I guess I guess I'll talk about it just briefly now because it's the only thing currently. I am currently doing a rewatch of Supernatural because the final season. Uh, also, the guys over at Doctor the Doctor DC podcast uh, just started a Supernatural rewatch podcast called Ghost Facers, and they're like three or four episodes in. So that was a. I mean, I've already been wanting to watch uh, Supernatural again. I. When I when I uh, when I was doing my original run through that uh, that show, I got maybe eleven or twelve seasons in, um, and uh, and then I just you know I started watching other things and I forgot about it and by the time I was like oh yeah I should catch up it was like oh yeah what I mean it the premises and everything that happens in Supernatural is there's not a lot that changes episode to episode in terms of the the basics of what that show is so i i feel like i could have just started back up with you know uh season 12 or whatever and and you know oh yeah that's where i was or or something like that but i decided you know what the hell um it's a good show i i need something to watch so yeah i started a a supernatural rewatch uh relatively recently and i'm uh, on the third or fourth season right now uh, I'm not going to wait for the Dr. DC or Ghost Facers, I guess. I'm not going to wait for Ghost Facers to put out an episode every week and, you know, watch one episode of Supernatural every week. That's just uh, not going to happen. Uh, you know, if we're stuck at home, I need something to watch. So if I'm going to binge, I guess I better binge uh, Supernatural. But have you ever watched Supernatural? It's a, I mean, the fact that it's been on as long as it has, that's a, a long ass show. Uh, so I, I feel like at this point, like almost everybody's had to be curious about it at some point. I've watched a few episodes of Supernatural. I think if I, re- I think Liz watched it. I think Liz used to watch it. So I think, and I know Chuck, Chuck used to watch it. He was a big fan of that show, but I think because Liz watched it and she, and she would have watched it probably on, on Netflix that, uh, kind of like Doctor Who. I mean, I never really watched, I really wasn't, n- wasn't particularly interested in Doctor Who on my own, generally speaking, but I I know a little bit of it because of the fact that she you know she used to binge watch all the seasons. So I know the base you know I, I know the base I know the basic idea and everything else about Supernatural. I've never I've never had a strong maybe now that the show is coming to an end maybe I'll have more of an interest in the idea of sitting down and watching it you know from beginning to end. But I I, I know most almost everybody who watches it obviously really enjoys it, but it just hasn't been something that's that's drawn me in yet to you know want to watch from up to this point but no i mean it's it's a great show it i I never really had a problem with it it's just you know when you when you've got so many other things to watch it's just you know if it's not one of your your passion shows like you know oh god it's new episode this week gotta see it then you go oh i'll just catch up whenever i catch up so uh, yeah, I just started. I finally started to rewatch, which is interesting because, and I wasn't. I, I'm not going to mention it because I, I do have a list of you know kind of on decks. Uh, you know what I what I plan to watch or, or have you know set up on a watch list or or whatever. Um, uh, this didn't make that, but man, like eight months ago, seven eight months ago, I uh, <laughs> I bought the uh, the complete series of Cowboy Bebop on Blu-ray. And I still haven't watched it. <laughs> I haven't watched a single episode of it, um, <laughs> which is gonna drive Dan crazy whenever he hears this uh, this, <laughs> this this episode. Uh, but yeah, I've I've got this I've got this complete series Blu-ray uh, of this show that supposedly I'm going to love that I still haven't started one episode of, and instead I've watched 
all this other stuff that you, we're going to talk about tonight <laughs> and started a supernatural rewatch, uh, which is a 16th season or whatever show. <laughs> so, uh, I'm pretty sure Dan's going to lose it when he hears that <laughs> as well as any other of our listeners who are interested in anime, because I'm not really like an anime guy, unless you want to consider something like Yu-Gi-Oh or something when I was a kid <laughs> anime. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> Supposedly, I'll I'll love Cowboy Bebop because I I love Firefly, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. But I decided to bring it up. Yeah, and I decided to start a rewatch of a 16 season series before I watched the one season of a show I've owned personally on the shelf for like eight months. <laughs> well, some, sometimes it's what draws you in. <laughs> it's it's you know. It, it's whatever any port in a storm. No, it's whatever it's whatever floats your boat at the moment, and that happens to be what, what your interest was. <laughs> uh, you know what? I honestly think a lot of my stuff, and I don't mean to like harp on on my segment here, but I think what a theme you're going to know at the notice at the very least with my stuff is a lot of this is rewatches or man, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. And I was, I was reading, I saw, I think I saw an article about this like a few weeks ago or something online. Supposedly a lot of people are doing that during this pandemic because they just feel claustrophobic. There's so much negativity in the news that rather than starting a new show, they want to just go to something that they're comfortable with. Uh, it does, it makes them less anxious. It's something that they can just turn their brain off because they've seen it before, but they already know that they're going to enjoy it. That sort of a thing. So the, the sort of the, uh, the time that people have spent quote unquote rewatching things as opposed to, uh, consuming new content has gone drastically up. Like the, 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 the scales have tipped in favor of rewatches as opposed to new stuff. I think that makes sense. I think that, uh, like, there's things on my list, you know, whether we get to talk about them or not, but there are things that, you know, I've watched a, a gazillion times. And it, it's not, and it's, it's, I mean, sometimes it makes sense depending on the platform because you know, I mean, technically, technically almost on any platform, but maybe the exception now of Disney Plus, that, that with almost every platform, the material you have, something you like, is not going to be there indefinitely. It may be there for a long time, but. And you get a warning, and you usually get a heads up when it's going to leave. But like Amazon Prime doesn't necessarily doesn't really give you a warning when something's free this month, and then tomorrow, <laughs> and tomorrow you have to pay for it. But that's the point. Everything everything is everything is finite. So the reality is that it makes sense on some basic level too that if there's things that you really like, that you you can watch the crap out of them. And also it depends what you use them for. We all know a lot of people put stuff on like for background noise. Mm. That, that you're basically you're multitasking and. And you know, I can, I can, I can, I can read, I can read, and I can write when when I have something on TV that I've already, that I really don't have to pay that much attention to. But if it's something that I haven't seen before or something that I'm interested in, then that's going to distract me and it's going to take away from what from what I'm trying to do. But but if it's not, I don't, you know, it, it, you know I can just have it on, just like falling asleep to something. If I want to put something on. To fall, you know, to help to help me fall asleep, or I put something on that I've watched a thousand times because I don't have to. Number one, I certainly don't have to watch it, and even just by listening, you know, just by closing your eyes and listening to it, you 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 have all these things in your head because you've seen it so many times before. Yeah. All right. What's next for you? Um, 
let's go on the important scale. Let's go with let's go with a big one. Let's let's go with Cobra Kai. Uh, I I watched like the first episode of Cobra Kai because they made it free when it was on YouTube. So I think I did watch either the first the full episode or the majority of the first episode when it was on. But the rea- but the reality is uh, I was I was always interested in the show when when they when the they first were talking about it and and what the concept was. So that so obviously that's been on Netflix for probably like about a month maybe give or take at this point. I think it was the end of August. I think it was like the 28th or something like that they threw it on Netflix. So I st- I started while I pre- I pretty much watched both seasons within and they're short episodes. So basically we're talking about half an hour or under pretty much. So there's not like they're quote-unquote hour-long episodes of what would be hour-long episodes on regular TV, which essentially are like four, anywhere between 40 and, and like 50-something minutes because they factor in the commercials. This is basically like a half-an-hour show, which always is easier to binge-watch. I did watch it. I did pretty much... I watched it in about a week. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to season three when it comes out in 2021. So, so what they what they did revisiting the you know as we know revisiting some of these old properties it's really shaky sometimes 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 it can just be it might work but it's super cheesy like what they did with fuller house which is not on my list though i did watch fuller house before that wrapped up but sometimes it's done really really well and this is an example of revisiting you know the karate kid property and adding nuances to it and also giving it to and giving you a different perspective on it uh i think it was an interview ralph macchio did that is that actually was 100% accurate, saying that one of the good, th- one of the really good things about the show and the way it's written is, depending on which episode you're watching, that any given any given episode you're rooting for a completely different character. So I think, and I think that's pretty accurate. That depending on what the focus of the episode is, there may be a different character that you you want to see succeed, or you want things to go well for that character, and then the next week could be the complete opposite. So I really I enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to season three. And that was. That that was that was very 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 nicely done, and I think it is an extremely an extremely well written show. It's also very respectful to the original property that it's revisiting. Uh, I, I I'm not a hmm. I don't want to say I'm not a big fan of of the franchise, but but you're I not a big fan it. of the franchise. I, I, I haven't I haven't seen it in a very long time. Um, I, I definitely. I definitely have have a love of the original film and there have been, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's a classic piece of, of just childhood. It's a classic piece of film just in general. Um, there have been references to it made in lots of popular culture and things that I love, such as, um, you know, there was a, uh, I really enjoyed the TV show, how I met your mother. Uh, and one of Barney Stinson's favorite characters is actually quote unquote the villain of the movie. Uh, so, you know, and they have like, they bring him on, they bring, they bring both, they bring both actors onto the show at one point for Barney Stinson's bachelor party, like this whole thing, right? So like Ralph Macchio instead of, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who plays the, what's his name? The villain. Which character you're talking? You're talking about his the kid, his opponent. Yes. Or you're talking about Zapka. I think William Zapka. Yeah, Billy Billy Zapka. So yeah, his his favorite act, his, his favorite character is, is the character Billy Zapka plays. Uh, but instead, they they you know they're they're really they're just screwing with Barney. So they uh, they they bring Ralph Macchio 
as a as a guest at the bachelor party instead of Zapka. Um, but it turns out Zapka was there all along. Yeah, you know, this whole thing. <laughs> but, but anyways, um, and then there's like a really great, funny reference to it in the TV show Community, which I adore that show so much. If you haven't watched Community, you have to watch Community. It's finally on streaming services now, like Netflix. So go go watch Community. Um, but there's an episode of Community where Chang, uh, played by Ken Jeong, is uh is uh he's like he he's picked up as an actor in this local play but the the focus is not necessarily on the Zapka character or on the Machio character but rather the the Asian man uh so the, the he he gives this really deep and emotional performance and and it's all like a, a theater like a, a local theater production of of the movie. So uh, there's just so many references to it all over the place. So I, I really, you really can't deny the impact it's had. And there has been a lot of people on my various social media timelines talking about how much they've enjoyed it. So I don't know if I decide to watch it. I think I'm going to have to go back and watch the films first. Uh, and I don't know if I want to watch the remakes or not. I heard, Oh. mixed things about the remakes well, it's a, well a it's irrelevant towards the well the, well, well this, the only remake but well, the only re- remake was a the J, the jaden smith one right are you, are yeah. you talking about were you talking about karate, uh, the next karate kid too the one with hillary swank yeah well that i mean that most people hate that i i barely remember it to be perfectly honest with you but it might be relevant because depending if the show goes on long enough she may her character may end up showing up because i mean she's i think she's already said that she's you know she certainly would be willing to willing to come on if they if they want her but i yeah i if you're going to re i guess if you're going to rewatch the most important ones to really rewatch are the first ones and the third ones since those are most cobra kai related the second one really isn't cobra kai related at all except for the fact that the movie begins with what the with the original what the original ending of the first movie was supposed to be with miyagi and crease and 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 him breaking Johnny's trophy and everything that was originally supposed to be the end of the first Karate Kid, but it was getting late and and Advil, John Avildsen really liked and it was a good call that the, you know that that big you know triumphant Rocky like moment and he directed the original Rocky that uh, he liked the way the Karate Kid ending you know celebrating winning winning the tournament and that's why that scene that scene with Kreese and Miyagi was basically left on the cutting room floor well they didn't i don't think i don't think they, they it really wasn't left on the cutting room floor it was basically pushed aside and if they said well if, if they're going to do a second one then we'll throw it in that and that's what they did but but the first movie and the third movie are directly related to cobra kai there's references to things in the third movie in this and of course there's hints that some of the characters where maybe the third movie will also show up either in season three or going forward but you wouldn't be the only one because obviously the karate kid was one of the big streaming things like in the last month uh, across the board uh i don't think it's free on prime prime i didn't look but i think you probably have to pay for it because that's the way prime is especially when they when they know something's hot it's that's the time to make you pay for it <laughs> but you you would not be the many people I think we're catching up on that because of whether it was in you know in preparation like in lieu in in lieu of you know what they knew was coming or uh, or you know post facto the fact that they already they watched like the first couple episodes and it's like oh now I want or the first season it's like now I want to go back yeah it's good I mean I mean 
Daniel LaRusso was kind of an annoying character, so he kind of always was, to a certain extent, an, an annoying character. Much like, you know, you can make a case of Luke, Sky- Luke Skywalker was annoying, too, certainly early on. And as time... Well, except Luke kind of became less annoying. <laughs> Daniel LaRusso never 100% became less annoying. But it is, but based on that concept, it is cool to see how they kind of give you the different perspective on things. And you, and you realize that, again, how, you know, you know, the villain is the hero of their own story. How from the, from the Johnny perspective, how Daniel is the one that screwed things up for him, which is kind of like an old meme that, that was going around long before there was a Cobra Kai series about saying how these are the reasons why, like Daniel LaRusso was, you know, he was, Dan- Daniel was really the, you know, the villain of the original Karate Kid. <laughs> That it it doesn't quite go that far, but it does show that there's two sides to the coin, and it fleshes out Johnny's character a lot. It's 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 a fun it's a fun watch, and like I said, because of the fact that the episodes are not super long, and the supporting cast is good. There are some there's some really in- entertaining characters, some likable, some not some not, but very entertaining supporting characters. That I it's I certainly would recommend recommend checking it out. It makes sense that it's the drug of the moment, which it is. There's no doubt it is the streaming drug of the moment, at least probably until maybe The Mandalorian hits in another month again. But it, it's justified. It, 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 it's, it's good. So next up for me is Lucifer. Um, the newest episodes have recently-ish released, and uh, I, I watched them right away. And when, I was over, when it was over, it ended on such a cliffhanger that I was like, I want more Lucifer Right now, that's impossible. So I'm just gonna rewatch the entire series. <laughs> so just just to have some more Lucifer in my face. I love that show. Um, you know, it's it's still really weird to me to watch it and and love it as much as I do. Being raised in such a Christian household, <laughs> uh, you're like you're like ah, oh, the devil's not a bad guy. <laughs> like come on. <laughs> so that's always. That's always interesting, uh, you know, because there's that little voice in the back of my head, uh, you know, from 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 back in the day. But anyways, uh, man, it's uh, it's a great series just all around the cast and uh, not just the main characters, but supporting cast and characters as well. Done really good. I really enjoy. I mean, it's it's um, it's a cop, you know, drama, but with, you know, supernatural elements uh and you know, hey, it's it's based on a comic, so like you've got you've got your angels and demons, and you know that sort of a the, that sort of a twist to it. But you also have regular cop stuff, and then you know it's it's based on a comic book, so some of the little tropes and things that happen in it are funny and interesting. And you know, there was a flashback episode that took place all in black and white. You know, uh, when Lucifer was telling a story. Um, and it took place in like New York in the thirties or something like that. You know, you know, those sorts of little TV tropes of things will happen. And so it's just, I I just really enjoy that show. Uh, Tom Ellis is, is great as Lucifer Morningstar and, uh, Laura, Lauren German is as Chloe Decker. She is just an absolute knockout. Um, but she does really, she's just really good at her, her job. And, you know, she has to convey a lot of complex emotions sometimes. Like, you know, I'm in love with this guy, but he's the devil, but I like him. But is he telling the truth? Like, th- these complex emotions, and she's really, really good at portraying that, uh, in addition to be ridiculous, uh, ridiculously attractive. Um, but yeah, man, have you watched any Lucifer? It's, it's, it's just, it's such a good show. 
No, I haven't. I haven't watched Lucifer. Um, it pro- that probably would be a show that it, that it would interest that it would interest me again because concept again anything I think. And this kind of it's and I was going to go off on this tangent, but because of the fact that you talked about you know the conflict maybe because you because of your background, I think I think regardless of I mean I guess if you're really really pious I guess it could be a problem, but I think if you try to look at things objectively at least from a you're just looking at it from a, like a as a character, not necessarily that these beings are re- are real, not saying that they're not, but just you, but you don't necessarily take it to but you just look at it almost like from a literary perspective almost. That from a source material perspective, that Lucifer, of course, would be an interesting character, because it depends on again about back to the idea of you know the villain being the hero of their own story. That it depends on depends on which version of that of that kind of character that you get, whether it's in, a, in, in whether it's in a movie or whether it's in a book. And I think the best the best examples of those of that character in any incarnation is when they make the character complex. When it isn't just oh you know give him the give him the give him the horns and and he's horrible and but the the idea that there there's more to it than that there's there's a, there's a new there's a nuance to it that and there's also and again I I, I sh- I've done enough research on this for one of the one of the novel ideas that I had and I should I should really pay att- I should know it by heart but it's, you know how it is some sometimes it's like it's like a name it's like a name it's like the tip of your tongue and you just always seem to forget it until you get prompted with it but there's but I have a book on angels, and they talk about the idea of uh, of Lucifer, that the idea that there's 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 this you know there's a theory out there you know from a religious perspective, and that some saints pretty much believed in this, or they were like proponents of this theory that Luce, that basically Lucifer was filling a basically Lucifer filled a role for God, that God basically God needed someone to play that to do that job essentially, and the only person who was the only person, quote unquote, the only being that was capable of doing that because of his makeup, because of how strong, how strong willed he was and his ability to uh, make a lemonade out of lemons was Lucifer. So whether Lucifer, whether, so whether if you look at, if you go, go with that idea, whether he, you know, whether he was consciously a participant in this and knew that he, that he was, that he said, yeah, I'll do this. Or he didn't that he didn't know he was he was basically being put into that position to fall on purpose, but God did. Either way, there is you know there is a there is a theory out there that that Lucifer basically was chosen for that. That it's not so much that's, that, oh, right. Yeah, that's 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 absolutely what the what the show is essentially. I mean, a portion of the show is about that's Lucifer. It's he yeah he rebelled and he was fallen, but he has literally referred to it. Uh, and, you know, when someone says, you know, when they do find out who he really is and he, he never lies. So he's been telling everybody, I'm the devil. My, you know, my name is Lucifer Morningstar. He, he never lies, but because he's in LA, a lot of people think he's like just acting like he's, he's being, he's a method actor and he, this is just his shtick. Um, but when people found out like it's actually real and they have to struggle with that, you know, you're evil, you're the devil. And he's like, he literally has said the words, it was a job. Um, and not to mention, you know, when people try to blame him for stuff in the show, he says, I've never made you do anything. Humanity has done all of the evil. These are decisions you have made. I wasn't whispering in your ear or anything. These are all, I'm just here. The, the job was to punish the evildoers. 
That was my job. I did that, but I never made you do the evil things. Well, so, even, well, even from even from the perspective of of the of 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 the tempter, the reality is he's still not making you do things. He's he mm-hmm. he you know he may be whispering in your ear. He may be giving you the options. Well, he, this this is this is here if you want it, but still you you make the choice at the end of the day. So, and so I think going again. This is this is why. I went and it seemed appropriate. I wasn't didn't seem it was appropriate based on you know based on your on your show anyway that you this topic of uh, this choice that as a character from a literary perspective I find that a very because when you think about it it just falls into the fallen hero concept that's why mm-hmm. from a literature perspective uh, Milton's Satan Milton's Lucifer in Paradise Lost is considered one of those great examples of a Byronic hero. Somebody who everything they do is on a huge scale. All their they they their passion is big, is is ginormous. Their their goals and their dreams are big. You know, their successes are big. Their fa- you know their failures are big. Just like in in whoops I hit the mic in real in real life, uh, because that this was a time frame that the you know the, the romantic movement was going on. Napoleon was considered. To be like a, an example of a of a Byronic hero too, because everything he did was larger than life. So as a character, again, conceptually, Lucifer is an is an, is an interesting character. Now, yes, if you just if you chalk if you just chalk him up to this in this horrible you know this you know the the, point, the all red face and pointy ears and just you know, which again, we have no way of knowing. Assuming assuming all that this is true and all these beings exist, we have no idea ourselves which ones really. Which interpretation is really true, but that's but that's a lot. There's a lot less depth there, and it's a lot less interesting. It's a lot. Yeah, less, and you know, so they don't completely abandon the tempter aspect. So each angel, and I'm not going to spoil the whole thing, but each angel has their own ability. Uh, his brother, you know, all the angels are brothers and sisters. Uh, so his brother Amenadiel can slow time. Uh, Azrael, the angel of death, can go invisible. Nobody can can choose to whether or not somebody can see them or not. Um, Lucifer's thing is desire. So it, the tempter aspect is, is sort of there. Basically, his, his you know, like if, if he were to have like a catchphrase in the show, it's, what is it you desire? Because he can do this thing where he looks into people's eyes and he says, what is it you desire? And they have to tell the truth, whatever their greatest desire is. And that's why he's partnered with a detective, because like when they're interrogating people and things like that, he can get out of them what their, their the truth of their des- behind their, their greatest desire is. And that can point to, you know, if they were really guilty or, you know, maybe a lead that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise, that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's, you know, he his his thing is he understands desire better than anybody else and can draw it out of people. He doesn't like make them act on it, but he's able to to pull the truth of their deepest desire out of them. And that were again based on the character, just just gen- generally speaking of what the character is supposed to be about. It would it would it would make sense when you think of again when you think about what what led to his fall and what led to you know pride goeth before the fall. But the reality is what in a way if you wanted to break it down to what he was guilty of the most based on the way it's portrayed is essentially he's kind of guilty of being quote unquote human that in a way that he's guilty he's guilty of having these thoughts these desires these these needs these preconceived notions of who you are and what you should be and things that that we as human beings usually are guilty you know 
we ourselves are guilty of having these when pride goes before the fall. And that is, and that it's that kind of thinking and that kind of those kind of emotions that would lead or could lead to basically the i the the rebel the rebelling the and and the idea of just the mere concept of it's better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. Hmm. All right, what's next for you? Uh, let's throw out a few, I'm gonna throw out a few just because we've been sp- because we don't want Netflix to be the entire show. Um, let's th- I'm gonna throw out a couple of shows on Netflix. Um, Let's do well. One's not really a show on Netflix, but but it's on Netflix. You know, I did watch. I finished. I think I told you I finished the Flash season six. Uh, the abridged season that it was since COVID nineteen kind of like shot that one down. I I finished that. I finished The Witcher. Uh, the Witcher was pretty good. I liked The Witcher. Uh, Never have I ever is a is a kind of an an odd show since it's about this this Indian teenager. And for and the fact that John McEnroe is the narrator, it's really really funny. Which actually factors. There's a reason for it. When you watch the show, it makes sense that John McEnroe would. It, it relates to her father, the main character. But it's a it's 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 a it's a fun show. I I, I enjoy that show. I think that's been renewed for. That's the show that it's based on. Uh, but Mindy Kaling, uh-huh. it's based on her life. I think she she's the I think she's the producer on it. Uh, she, she may have she may have written. The episodes too, but I think it's basically based on based on her life. Uh, and Trinkets, which Trinkets, which was the, the second and final season of Trinkets, which based I know there's about uh, teenage girls, but they're about uh, shoplifters, basically uh, mm. kleptos. And it's got Brianna Hildebrand in it, who I love from uh, from Deadpool, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. The mm. second season, I, I thought the second season was better paced than the first season. But that's yet another show that there's they're half an hour episodes, so it's really easy to binge watch. It's really easy to put the, you know to put it to bed uh, pretty quickly if you if, if you decide to watch both seasons now back to back. And I think there's only ten episodes. I think there's ten episodes each season. So I was looking for. I knew that was coming back, and, and I knew the second season, which is kind of unfortunate because it was enjoyable, was the last season. But I think that, I think that came out in that was either the beginning of August or the end of July. And, and I put that I put that one to bed pretty quickly. So I would say those from a TV, from a show perspective, those are the main. Uh, I've also, to be fair, I've actually binge watched Goose, Goosebumps a bit. Not that I ever watched Goosebumps when it was on, because I don't think I ever ha- I don't think we had Nickelodeon when that was on. But Goosebumps is fun. Um, most of the R, most R.L. Stein stuff is is kind of cool on on some basic level. But even the only bad thing is that it's not really in, it's not really in high def. On Netflix, mm. it's not. It's not. You know, so you have. You know, so the, so it's not in proper. You know, proportion to widescreen TV. It's like in the four three ratio, which is which is not fun. But still, I, that that that's pretty cool. And 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 last last for the shows, which again, not Netflix show, but Victorious. I always liked Victorious. I watched that on Nickelodeon. That was really cool. I liked iCarly first, but then but Victorious is actually a much. I think it's a cooler show. It's got since it's got a bigger cast. And obviously Ariana Grande has become the star, the, you know, the, the one who became the biggest, at least for now, out of that show. But Vic, and they don't have all the seasons. Of, I don't think they have all the seasons on of Victorious. But that's but that's another cool show. That it's fun. It's 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 enjoyable. It's a really you know it's really I think it's well acted. I think it's well cast. So that ends that ends TV shows for me for Netflix. Uh, I'll go rapid fire too. I caught up on all the CW shows: Flash, Supergirl, Legends, and Black Lightning. Um, 
this most recent season of Flash I felt was better than the one before it, but also still a pretty weak season. Um, just just personal feeling. Uh, Legends is Legends. It's a crazy ass show. It's fun. Uh, whatever. Black Lightning. I only ever watched the first season. I've watched seasons two and three now, and man, season two and three are much better than season one was. So if you if you fell off of Black Lightning uh, after season one, give it another shot. Um, if you still don't like it, hey, you don't like it. But uh, the you know it did get better. I think after season one. Uh, Supergirl, they just recently announced that the upcoming sixth season will be her last. Uh, the show is ending, so that kind of sucks. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sort of torn on it. Um, I love Melissa Benoist, um, and I actually really enjoy what that character has brought to the Arrowverse as a whole, because when Flash debuted, it was very much the, the show with levity and fun. Um, but ever since Supergirl, it seems like that's that's the show with fun and lightheartedness and, you know, things that Superman stands for, you know, hope, you know, truth, justice, that sort of thing. So there's a lot of stuff in there that is just really light and fun with Supergirl. And she really brings that into the universe when she's a part of the universe in other, other shows or other episodes, when she's part of the larger whole on her own series, I feel like Supergirl hasn't been that great the past two seasons. So I'm not really shocked that it's ending. Um, Another thing I really uh, binge-watched the hell out of was... Uh, I'm not much for reality shows, but it, maybe you can consider this reality in some way uh, because it's, you know, uh, it's non-fiction. But Tiny House Nation, I really enjoyed that show. Uh, as you can imagine, it's one of those, like, home-building, you know, HGTV-type shows um, where these folks, you know, uh, either help finish or help build from the ground up a tiny house that suits, you know, X number of needs for us, for, for a family or, or whatever. And, you know, it makes you really go, man, I could live in a tiny house. But then I realized, <laughs> you know what? I, 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 I'm six one and like nearly 300 pounds. I'm not going to be in no damn tiny house. No one's going to do that. Plus I have lower back problems. And even when I do lose weight after I have all this surgery and stuff I need to do for the colon and things like that. But you know, once that's all done and I'm able to, you know, be on some sort of a diet, lose weight, exercise safely, that sort of a thing. Even when I do lose weight, I'm still six one. <laughs> it's not like the back the, when I lose weight, the the back pain is just going to magically go away. It's going to take a little bit of time. Every time I see a tiny house built, the damn bed is up in like a loft style where like you're never going to be able to stand up straight next to your bed. And that's just that's. That's a no-no for me. When I get out of bed, I need to be able to stand up straight, stretch, pop my back, kind of make sure I'm okay, that sort of a thing. And sometimes that ceiling is so low, you can't even sit up in that bed, depending on how how high up that bed is. Like, you know, because, again, I'm 6'1", so my torso is relatively long, so if I'm going to bump my head just sitting up in bed, uh, that's no fun. Um, and the other thing I did and watched was I finally finished The Good Place. Um, I am all about Kristen Bell, as everybody knows. I've told that story a bunch of times. But uh, I just, you know, it was such a good show, and they finally finished it, and everything was finally released. So I just started the whole thing over again and watched it start to finish. And, man, it's a great show. Lots of philosophy in there. Uh, you know, big ideas broken down into simple bite-sized, uh, you know, episodes. And the cast is great. And uh, the way it ended was really good. Um, so, I, you know, it, it's just uh, another great show. Um, 
As a matter of fact, on my uh, it, uh, on my t- my two watch list, my on deck, uh, I actually have Veronica Mars because uh, rewatching, uh, you know, finish finally finishing the Good Place made me go, man, I just don't have enough Kristen Bell stuff, and I never actually watched the original Veronica Mars, so I kept it on um, I kept it on sort of like a watch list over on Vudu. So when the complete series went on sale over on Vudu, I purchased it digitally. So I've got that keyed up to watch at some point. Um, and then in terms of other stuff I've watched, but we don't need to spend really any time going through in terms of TV shows. I did a rewatch of Dexter. I did a rewatch of fringe and of parenthood, all really fantastic shows in their own right, but have been out for quite a while. So if you've never heard of them or haven't seen them, that's, that's on you. <laughs> I have a few more things, but we can, we can roll on to another platform since, uh, they're not super critical. Um, plus the, plus this, there's more material for another episode. Down the road. <laughs> uh, let's, I'm going to do Disney Plus real quick, which will be quick because there isn't that much on Disney Plus. That The big negative to Disney Plus is the fact that there's not a whole lot of material out there. Uh, new material, original content, as some people like to people like to tell you this ad nauseum. And it's not like it's incorrect, but it's the fact that some people are still upset that when they when they open this, you know, when they open the doors to their to their platform last year that they only had pretty much the Mandalorian. But they have been adding in slowly but surely, methodically, and this is part of the. Um, some of it could be contractual, but I do think it's also probably because of the fact that they don't have the influx of new material or or even old material coming back like other platforms do, like Netflix does and Amazon Prime between free and having to pay. But they have been rolling out a lot of the Fox uh, Marvel movies. They've been doing that pretty much this year. I, I, they have because if you look at the X Men, they they have. Days of Future Past. They have the original X Men, which really does not hold up at all. <laughs> uh, but they just added in. They just added in within the last month. They added in the Wolverine, which actually is my favorite of the three Wolverine solo movies. They added that in, and they added. Do you in like the, that better than Logan? Yeah, Logan is a, Logan is so damn depressing. I don't. I don't. It is so unlike that. That movie had has no appeal. I've only watched it once. I will watch it again at some point. Like if it does show up on Disney Plus, I will watch it. Just, but that movie has no appeal to me at all. It's 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 inherent. It's depressing. It's like the Joker. It's or like Joker. I would watch that again one more time just because I'd like to see it from beginning to end one more time. But it's like the idea of owning it. There's no point in owning it because I'd never watch it because it's just so depressing. The world it's in is depressing. It's not a version of of of, of Logan that I that I want to see. Certainly not a version of Professor X that I want to see. It's just it's no it's it does not. I think if you're looking at what in a way what I think the Wolverine came the clo- came the closest to giving you an adventure of what that of what the real quote unquote real Wolverine was like in the comic books in its heyday. And so I think that I think the capturing the heart of it. I thought the Wolverine did did the better job of the, of the three movies. Um, nah, man, X Men Origins. <laughs> I don't. I haven't watched that it's movie. It's got Gambit in it and the Blob. <laughs> that Blob was horrible. Uh, the and, and Ryan Reynolds with his mouth zip shut, which is kind of which is a good thing uh, sometimes. But I haven't watched that movie in ages. I would not mind watching it again because I'm sure it will be on Disney Plus. It's a matter of time. But I do like the Wolverine, so I was pretty happy. 
I do. I actually own the Wolverine. Is the only one of those three Wolverine solo movies that I own. But they also added in the original Tim Story Fantastic Four, which I did. Which they added that in relatively recently. I've watched that a few times. It still has the same flaws that it kind of always did. I mean, Jessica Alba is not really good as Sue Storm, and Julian uh, McMahon is a horrible Doctor Doom. Uh, he just doesn't have the voice to be Doctor Doom. If he had a better voice, that he at least could be a more believable Doctor Doom when he put on the armor or put on a mask, because we know in that movie the armor was essentially him. There's a better ver- better version of Doom in the, in the Rise of the Silver Surfer, which hasn't been added yet, but still. But it was nice going back to rewatch that. So I think so. From those, so those are the only those are the only real recent additions to Disney Plus movie-wise that, that I've watched. I As far as go-to things, I do like having the Clone Wars there. And now that the Clone Wars is complete, I do like having, the, just like Rebels, I like having the the option to go back and rewatch those completely, or whichever episodes you want to. Pirates of the Caribbean, the original Pirates of the Caribbean, as, I, as I've said before on this show, that's, that used to be one of my go-to movies if when I was ready to go to sleep, I want, if I wanted something on, on Netflix. So I'm kind of glad to have that option again to be able to put it on and any anytime I want and watch it. And something which I appreciate, it was not the, it certainly is not a pirates like level success, not just financially, but as far as dealing with the with the property. But I but I respect the fact that they did try to throw in a lot of things from the ride that I've watched. I actually have watched the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion movie a bunch of times. On Disney Plus, and I do at least appreciate that they did try to stay true to a lot of different aspects of the Haunted Mansion ride. So, uh, do I think there's a better Haunted Mansion movie they could make? Whether, and I think this, I think this fell by the wayside too. Like, like almost, like every, probably like two thirds of Guillermo del Toro's movies seem to fall by the wayside. Things that he gets attached to just never come to fruition. But. Do I think he could do a better Haunted Mansion movie, kind of like in the vein of more serious, like 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 how Pirates walked that line with a lot of humor, but but it wasn't just you know stupid, wasn't just stupid. Yeah, I think he could, but but it's like a guilty pleasure that, and it's short, so it's something if I'm gonna fall asleep to and I don't want the TV to stay on too long, it's real easy. Just like Rise of Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker still don't still don't like it compared to most of the other movies. It was a missed opportunity. Still like it better than Last Jedi, but it's a good go go to go to go to sleep movie because I've seen it so many times, and that's kind of that's that's my take for Disney Plus. So for Disney Plus, um, the uh, there's a couple of things I watched that I hadn't seen in forever, so I pulled those up. Uh, Flubber, uh, definitely watched some Flubber. That was great. Uh, the Chronicles of Narnia films. I, I watched. I did watch. I watched uh, Prince Caspian. I did watch Prince Caspian on that. Yeah, uh, and the first Homeward Bound movie, uh, because honestly, it was curiosity. I was like, man, I remember liking this movie. Does it hold up? And man, Homeward Bound holds up. Uh, I really, I really enjoy Homeward Bound. Uh, uh, that's that's a really good one. Um, I have some sort of on deck, and I'm just going to run through these on decks uh, over there. I've added to my watch list. Um, uh, I haven't. These are these are some movies I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, James and the Giant Peach, uh, Mighty Joe Young, Oliver and Company, Smart House, Luck of the Irish, and A Kid in King Arthur's Court. Uh, so those movies I've got queued up over on Disney Plus at some point to 
uh, watch and see, you know, if I remember anything about them, that sort of stuff. I also still have queued up over there, uh, Inhumans, Agent Carter, and the Maleficent, uh, Maleficent movies. Um, I never finished Inhumans. I did finish Agent Carter, but it's been a while, and I did recently do a relatively recently do a rewatch of Agents of Shield. So, you know, I want to just, you know, check out Agent Carter again. Uh, so and, to speak. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I almost did like a Beavis and Butthead laugh <laughs> just there. Uh, but anyways, um, as far as stuff that I hadn't seen before over on Disney Plus, um, and I, I would assume that we're just, we're, we're talking about stuff we've streamed like since the pandemic, essentially. Um, so this is, which, which I, is I, almost all, which is almost all of Disney Plus when you think about it. It only, well, it only was a couple of months of Disney Plus before. <laughs> Well, because uh, I, I, I only got access to it during the pandemic, uh, so I finally watched The Mandalorian and enjoyed that. Yes. Uh, and two Disney movies I had actually never seen before in their entirety, uh, Brave and Ratatouille. Did you I'd like never seen of those? Yeah, um, I liked Ratatouille for sure. Uh, I, I definitely enjoyed Brave, um, but I don't necessarily get the hype of Brave. It, don't get me wrong. It was good. Uh, it was very beautiful. It was a well done film. Um, but you know, it just sort of fell to me like a sort of. It, 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 I don't like if you ask me what this to describe what this was. I don't think I'd be able to. But it kind of fell in the generic Disney formula for a, a movie, kind of like a princess movie sort of a thing, and. I wasn't really having it. Uh, I don't get me wrong. Like I like I said, the story was good. The acting was good. Like it was it was a good movie overall, but nothing about it impressed me or felt surprising to me. So, but with Ratatouille, you know, it, it kind of it was its own thing. You know, it 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 did its own little journey, and you know, Patton Oswalt's always fun. So, like, yeah, that was that was really enjoyable, and of and of course, Mandalorian's great. Um, Obviously, like I've said before, I'm not the big Star Wars guy, so I can't sit here and say um, that, man, it was just the most incredible thing I've ever seen because, you know, I've just I'm not that invested in that world. Um, definitely enjoy it, but not not that invested in it. So, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to the new season. See what happens. Uh, the cinematography on Mandalorian was is just fantastic. Uh, it really slides itself into that world very well. Um, it's it feels Star Wars, so uh, it's definitely it's definitely really enjoyable. So those are those are my Disney Plus picks. Saying that Star saying that the Mandalorian feels like Star Wars is it's, that's that's probably the best. Not only is it a good compliment for the show, it's probably but I think it is probably the consensus that most people have. What makes it stand out like a sore thumb in the Kathleen Kennedy era with a few exceptions, you know, maybe maybe like Rogue One, that there's very little that feels really like Star Wars, truly. And when it certainly the live-action stuff hasn't really felt like Star Wars. And But but Ro- but, Mand- but Mandalorian does. Mand- I, I agree. Mand- and the char- they had good characters. It was, it, was an, it was an interesting, you know, it's an interesting journey that He's on, and of course everybody loves Baby Yoda. Uh, so <laughs> I'm looking forward because this because I didn't have Disney. I did not have Disney Plus when 
that show came out. Actually, I was in Disney when last year when Disney Plus when Disney Plus first premiered, and The Mandalorian uh, was ready to go. So I didn't actually get to watch The Mandalorian until December when I got my Fire Stick. But I'll be looking for. And again, they're they're they're, they're kind of following the HBO the HBO plan of rolling shows out that they're going to have. They'll run out The Mandalorian starting in October and at the end of October, the week of Halloween. They roll that out, and then I'm sure right after it ends, probably the following week is when WandaVision will begin. So that's the way HBO would always do their shows. They'd have a bunch of shows that would run, that would run into do all their episodes. Then boom, like the, the next week or whatever, then that's when the next their next wave of shows would come in to fit into the new t- the same time slots, and going forward. So it's 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 a it's a variation it's a variation on that theme. You mentioned Malif- Maleficent, which was interesting because it kind of reminded me that I did start watching <clears throat> start watching the second one, but I didn't finish it. So at some point, I do have to go back. But that's it. but there's a lot of movies on Disney Plus that I haven't watched in a long time that I would like. Like I started, and that's the mistake of putting something on late if you if you haven't watched it because it, as opposed to putting something on you've watched a thousand times because you're you're naturally inclined to want to watch it. Like I put the Love Bug on, I put the original Herbie movie on one night. A couple of, uh, this 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 might have been before. I think this was bef- either before the pandemic or like. R- early stages i just put it on one night to fall asleep to it was like well i haven't seen that movie in ages but i started watching it's like oh man i gotta stop this and put something else on because i'm gonna this is gonna keep me up because i haven't seen this movie in so long but sometimes there's so much stuff there's so much stuff that you know is out there sometimes it's really easy to forget to like you never you never revisit it it's like it's like your cue list and anything there's so many things and like in my cue list whether it's netflix that it's like Sometimes you just have to look at it all. It's like, wow, I almost forgot about this because it's, I threw it in that queue list for so so long ago, and I still haven't watched it. That that's kind of what it is on Disney Plus, whether it's in your in your watch list or not. The fact that you know that all like all the Marvel movies are pretty much not counting the Sony stuff and the Incredible Hulk, but all the all the, all their movies are, are out there, so you know you can watch them at any time. But that doesn't mean that I have. I mean, it's, it's probably only a handful, not counting Infinity War and Endgame, which I've watched a bunch of times. But there's not that many more. There's, I think I watched Civil War. I know I watched Civil War, but I haven't watched nearly as many of the Marvel movies on Disney Plus. Even though that was one of the selling points to me for me wanting to get Disney Plus to have that have have access to that. I've actually watched I think all the Star Wars movies or more Star Wars movies per capita than including the re, just replaying them. If you count the times you've played them, not just the number of different movies. That I think I've watched more Star Wars movies than I've watched uh, Marvel so far so interesting um so some other movies that i've saw for the first time um i find and this is over on voodoo i purchased the digital copy i don't have a hard copy of the film uh i saw finally i saw shin godzilla um which is i don't want to say it's bad because it's a godzilla movie and no godzilla movie is ever going to be bad to me but um it's a different take and it's still it's still got the heart of Godzilla and in a lot of ways it looks like Godzilla but it's I almost consider it more of a one of those like an, a, another kaiju type movie from Japan as opposed to something that necessarily fits in it's Godzilla adjacent um there are things I don't like about it, and it doesn't have the best plot or anything. But it really, it really 
you know, gives you that vibe of those classic Godzilla movies in terms of the, you know, they use a lot of models and stuff like that. So it's, it's really cool in that aspect. Um, you know, seeing a modern film done like that. Um, so that was cool. Um, I also saw Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, got that uh, on sale, uh, on, on Voodoo. That was cool. Um, I, I thank God they they made the character changes that they did um, because I think I think it definitely worked out. He looks like Sonic. He acts like Sonic. I can definitely see watching that movie just the amount of time we spend with Sonic. That if he looked like he originally was planned to, I would have definitely had a problem with it. So I'm I'm very glad they did. Um, it was a fun, cute little kids movie. So I definitely would recommend it. Um, there was a bundle. Uh, of all of the Transformers movies, including Bumblebee. And I'd never seen Bumblebee before. Um, so I watched Bumblebee for the first time. And I don't want to say that one didn't live up to the hype because, but it definitely, it definitely felt more like a, oh, that was a fun Transformers movie, which we haven't set, been able to say in a long time. Um, Haley Steinfeld. So, Can't go wrong with Haley Steinfeld. For sure. And another movie I saw that I've been wanting to... I'm, I'm really into um, movies rooted in music. I don't necessarily mean musicals, but like uh, Yesterday or Rocket Man or Bohemian Rhapsody or you know any of these any of these other ones. Um, Almost Famous, things like that. Uh, August Rush. There was a movie that came out in like 2012, I think, and it has... Uh, it the it stars um Chris O'Dowd and it's called The Sapphires. Uh it's it's about it's about these this uh this female group in the late sixties from Australia and they are actually uh indigenous Australians. Um, you know, and uh they they form this sort of four person girl group and they go on tour with the soldier for the soldiers in Vietnam. And it's based on a true story. Um, and that was really interesting and really cool. I'd been wanting to see it for a while. I just, you know, couldn't really find it for a decent price. And then I finally found it on Vudu for cheaper. And so I ended up just buying the digital copy because I did want a hard copy. But because it was, it's, it's not, it's not just an, you know, a story about Australians. It was primarily produced in Australia. Um, so if you were to find it, you know, a hard copy online, it's, you know, you have to worry about the region of the disc and all that sort of stuff. So I just decided screw it and I just bought the digital copy. That was a really good movie. Uh, I don't, I'd, I'd give it maybe like a seven out of a 10, something like that. Um, it was definitely enjoyable. It was interesting. Uh, there's a little bit of some history lessons and sort of what was happening in Australia at the time, especially with the indigenous people. Um, What's really interesting is one of the girls in the group. She looks white. Um, she's got she's she she is of fairer skin. And what was happening at the time was, um, you know, white white people would raid. Uh, it's really the only the only word I can think of to describe it. Would raid these in, indigenous people's lands and you know their little communities to take the light-skinned children away from them to raise them with other white folks. So that was interesting. Uh, there was, there's a whole sort of bit of drama associated with that and how this one girl had her upbringing and what it did to her quote unquote sisters. They're, they're not really her sisters, but like, you know, they, they grew up in this sort of tight knit, you know, rural community. 
uh, with, with one another. So they sort of, you know, quote unquote lost their sister. Um, and then there's some drama and all that stuff in there. But, you know, I, you know, the fact that these girls go on tour in Vietnam and it, it's just really cool. Uh, it's, it's a really interesting story. I, I definitely would recommend it. Have you ever heard of the Sapphires or, or anything like that? Um, cause I don't, it, I don't think so. It doesn't, it doesn't sound familiar to me. It's definitely an interesting film, and you know Chris O'Dowd is is really enjoyable, uh, and and a lot of things that I've seen him in. So, uh, not everything, but a lot of things I've seen him in. Um, and in terms of movies I own uh, but haven't seen, uh, and one of these is a TV show. I said, uh, but um, I do own Watchmen, the HBO series, uh, the season one. I haven't watched it yet, but I, I hear great things, and with all the nominations and awards, it's won and stuff like that. So uh, it's definitely on my on my list, and, and I do own the hard copy and you know redeem the digital. Uh, digitally, uh, I own The Gentleman. I haven't seen it yet. That's that's on my watch list, uh, and uh, I, I I've heard a billion and a half people won't shut up about the damn movie, but I saw it's on Amazon Prime. Knives Out. That's oh, you, oh, you, you, oh, you haven't watched Knives Out yet? Yes. Uh, yeah, Knives Out. Yeah, Knives Out is definitely it is definitely an entertaining movie. Could could it have done without Ryan Johnson kind of bringing some of some of his let's just say some of his personal stuff into it? Yeah, but it's but in the big it doesn't it doesn't ruin the overall enjoyment of the film. Um, if, if you didn't know if you didn't know it was coming, then it, then it has would have less of an impact on you probably. But <clears throat> excuse me. That no, I like Knives Out. I also I did also watch a few of the Transformers movies. Uh, besides, I did watch Bumblebee also because it was a free. Uh, I had I had watched Bumblebee. I'd never watched Bumblebee. I I agree that I think the hype was a little was a little bit um, over the top for that. I still feel still feel bad about you know that. Of course, you begin with Bumblebee. You can still talk. I still quite can't figure out why they really can't fix him. I mean, they are machines. <laughs> But but nonetheless, at least, at least you figure out how he's you know how how he's able to communicate via the radio and everything like that. That that was that that was that was cool. And I saw I did I saw Sonic when it was in the theater. Yeah. Um, there were there were two other movies I wanted to mention. There are only two I have left. Um, DC direct to DVD stuff. Uh, the other day, Superman: Man of Tomorrow just came out. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, that's how recent it is because I normally watch those day I get them, that sort of a thing. Um, but haven't haven't seen it yet, but I have it. Uh, speaking of stuff that came out uh, recently, Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons, the animated film. That's good. That's that's interesting. Uh, it is focused on Deathstroke, um, 100%. Hive is the villain. Uh, so if you wanna if you wanna watch something, obviously it's it's about Deathstroke, so it's definitely darker. Uh, I can't remember if it was actually rated R or not. Uh, I think it was. Pretty sure it was. Um, so that's definitely something to check out if you if you haven't. It's de- you know it's it's good. Um, and last but not least, and I won't spend any time on it because I think we're we're planning something for it. But Bill and Ted face the music. I saw that. Yes, Bill and Ted was. I can't say I purposely didn't mention it because yes, we 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 have something. I ideally we have something planned. We're going to be visit. We 
visiting that movie and revisiting by proxy the other two in some way shape or form for in, in a future episode but in fact at one point we thought that might be this week's episode but <laughs> but which is my fault because things got got kind of got away and if i when i if i didn't once i didn't get a chance to watch it over the weekend it wasn't really going to be i didn't want to kind of force my hand to have to do it like on a monday or a tuesday night i'd rather watch it and where then i have plenty of time if i want to you know if i want to watch watch it a second time and 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 whether i not necessarily take notes, but just things I want to remember or, or double check. I have I have options. Um, uh, and I won't I won't you know I'll save all my thoughts on it. But uh, generally speaking, there was a smile on my face the whole time. I enjoyed the the crap out of that movie. That's good. <clears throat> all right, so let me roll, let me roll into I'm going to roll into my Pluto TV stuff because thanks to my Fire Stick, I do watch a crap ton of Pluto TV. Uh, so and of course Pluto TV there's going to be nothing that's new but <laughs> but that's that's the point. It's a few movies I haven't watched in a long time uh, th- that have been that and came out. Oh, sorry, I just pulled, I just pulled up I opened up my Pluto TV app just to see what was on here and oh, it cool. automatically started playing something. That's <laughs> all right. That's all right. If I uh, if I can't edit it out, then people, you got a preview of Pluto TV. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. I I like Pluto TV. It took me a while to get used to the latest update they made to the interface because I was so used to the – not so used because I only had the Fire Stick since December. But I was used to the way it looked, and then they changed it. It's really a dramatic change, at least it's on the Fire Stick, of how things look. But uh, movies that I hadn't watched in a while, that Project Almanac, which I guess is always kind of lumped into uh, Chronicle because they're similar kind of movies. Though one's, not, one's about superheroes and one's about time travel. I, I kind of think I like I like both Project Almanac is kind of more up more more up my alley so I I've, I've watched that a few times uh, Wolf the Jack Nicholson werewolf movie with Michelle Pfeiffer I watched that last week and I I had watched that a long time ago but it's it's not your classic werewolf movie by any by any stretch of the imagination no it's a werewolf movie so you're going to have some common threads but it's it's I think it's entertaining uh, Book of Shadows Blair Witch Two which is a guilty pleasure of mine. I've mentioned, I think, before. It's not nearly as relevant as the original Blair Witch Project. And also, as I've mentioned, it's it's much more interesting from the perspective of for people who really like to talk about studio interference, that that is Matt Movie as a poster child for studio interference. And if you ever have... You can get the if you ever can get the DVD or the Blu-ray cheap with with the director's commentary on it. Uh, I think Berlinger that you know so almost the entire commentary track is about how much that that cut of the movie that you got in the theater was nothing like the movie he wanted to make whatsoever. That being said, it's a movie that I think for the first half of the movie works well. Maybe and that it's probably exactly what it is. While they're still in the woods and they wake up the morning after everything goes down. Up to that point, I think the movie works really well. Then later on, it's a little less successful, but still. A very, very guilty pleasure of mine, which takes me back to my childhood, is Murder by Death. So I'm recommend. So since you have Pluto TV, I'm recommending you watch Murder by Death. Murder by Death is a Neil Simon comedy, direct, you know, written for the screen comedy. I think it's '76. I think it was written 1976. It is essentially a spoof of all your classic TV, uh, excuse me, classic movie detectives. So nowadays it would get savage because you have Peter Sellers playing the Charlie Chan knockoff, which is part, however, of the satire because they'd always had, so, uh, they always had a, like a, a white actor playing the Asian, you know, Charlie Chan. So it was, it's kind of like going with the, 
it's the satire of it, but you still would get savage today because, oh, you didn't, you should have had an Asian play Charlie Chan. Well, yes, but you're partially missing the point in that based on the movie, but you have, it's a great cast. You have Peter Sellers, you have P- Peter Falk, David Niven, Maggie Smith, uh, James Coco, James Cromwell in his first movie, and Alec Guinness, Nancy Walker, and you actually have Truman Capote in this movie, and he's very and he's funny in it. So it's so it's, so it's a murder it's a murder mystery it's a murder mystery comedy is what it is. And I think this is another movie where, being objective, I think the first two two acts worked extremely well. I don't think the third act works as well as it does, as it could or as it should. But it brings back a lot of fond memories because when I was a kid, and we had HBO, and they used to do theme months when they they had a Neil Simon theme month. So they had like the Cheap Detective in Plaza Suite and Chapter 2, I think, and all these things. Murder by Death was something they had on a lot as a kid. So I really, really like Murder by Death. And the last thing I have is Survivor. You know I'm a Survivor fan. Some people who listen might know. They have a Survivor channel on Pluto TV, which in the beginning I was completely underwhelmed with because they only had like three seasons. So they just kept looping. So essentially like one season of Survivor would pretty much take up like a day. And that would be about it. And then it had to come start back over to the next season. But they only had three. Now, however, I noticed over the last couple of days, they've added a bunch of other seasons in because they actually had the original season on, which I saw the end of last night. And they rolled directly into the second season. And I know by checking tonight, they were playing the third season. So I'm not sure how many seasons they have, but they certainly have added more. So if you do like Survivor, and especially if you never got to see how what if you kind of watch survivor loosely now but you never watched it in the beginning to see how it's cha- how it's changed I would, it's just cool that they had the channel and that kind of caught me by surprise so that's that's it for my pluto tv that's interesting pluto has uh man they've got old old episodes of johnny carson uh looks like some old episodes of doctor who i'm seeing are you afraid of the dark and rocco's modern life and rugrats and keenan and kel on here now, are you able to ser- are you able to search on yours? Or you have to go no. by the sudden? No, that's. I, I thought it was basically a rhetorical question. That is the big. Well, this is this is the app on my phone. I'm not looking at my Apple TV. Maybe it's different on my Apple I, TV, but I can't. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that it is, and that's that because yeah. it's not. It's the same way on my Fire Stick too. The two biggest flaws with Pluto TV are that you can't search. You have to go into each category and just basically scroll through to find something, and there's no queue. You you have no watch list. You can't add stuff. So that's the stuff that really sucks. So you can't. So if you have a movie, if you don't know where it is or you don't know where to find it, then the reality. Or, or, or if there's a show you don't know, like you mentioned, like like Afraid of the Dark. I didn't know that was on there because I. But if I went into TV shows, I'm sure I'd find it. Or or the or T or whatever cat different categories. Because usually they're 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 cross-reference in multiple things like right now i know Mur- murder by death is in the pot like the popular category it's also i think in comedies and it's also in like mystery things like that so but it's hard to it's hard to find things so i know they added married with children in i think they have a couple of seasons of married with children i know that i know they added that in uh, yeah the last time I, you know ever since i had you know started buying stuff on uh, digitally on voodoo I haven't watched a whole lot of uh, Pluto TV, but the last time I watched a lot of Pluto TV was back when uh, there was a lot of American Choppers on there. Oh, I, yes. I think right now they only have one season of American Chopper, unless they've added some, which is disappointing. I liked American Chopper. But I did, I, too. Yeah, it was, it was a very... I think it's a very it was very entertaining, but I think partially because people can people can relate to the family dynamic, especially anybody, and I'm in this circumstance, anybody who's ever worked... 
with family. Forget about just, you know, living with family. Anybody who has actually, you know, been in job-wise working with family, uh, you kind of understand how it's in pretty much impossible for your personal family dynamics to not bubble over and come into the workplace uh, very often. But I do, I really enjoyed that show, and that's why I was really disappointed when I, when I, when I searched. I mean, maybe it's changed because they do add stuff in. But when I, but I watched the entire, whatever season they had, whether it was the first season, they only had like one season. It was like, oh, I was really hoping that was going to be a show that they had like two, at least two to three seasons of. But no. Yeah, they, they, they had like three or four back oh, when I was watching goodness. it regularly. But, uh, anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I got on my list. And I guess total, I mean, for everything, for your list? Yeah. Okay, well, I have a I just have a few things on Prime then, so then I won't keep us it much longer. Um, yeah, I don't watch much Prime. Uh, the only thing that Prime has come out with on its own that I watch, uh, I haven't seen the second season of yet, but I, I did buy hard copy of it, which is interesting. So this is interesting. The Prime stuff that they own and create or whatever, at the very least a specific show, maybe it's all of it, I don't know. When you get the hard copy of Blu-ray, it doesn't come with a code for a digital copy, which is interesting. So Jack Ryan... I knew you. I, got, I knew. I knew you were. Gonna, I got. I, I, I got. I got season one of Jack Ryan, and it didn't come with a digital copy. Uh, season two is out. My mom gave me her login for her her uh, Amazon Prime, so I can watch season two whenever I want. But I, you know, because I have the first season hard copy on my shelf, I, I want the second one. But I, I researched the second season. The second season doesn't have a digital code either. If you buy the hard copy, so yeah, that is interesting. That is that is interesting that. Um, that they would do that, but again, I don't know. Maybe it's it's part of their part of their shtick. I can I can honestly say I've never watched. I I have not watched uh, anything on any. I haven't watched any of the series yet on on Amazon. I don't know why. I actually that's not entirely true. I watched the uh, High Castle, Man from High Castle, or in the, that uh, the world the alternate World War Two movie. Uh, hmm. Serious. I started. Well, I started watching the first episode, and it's not like I, I lost it. It dropped my attention, but it, I didn't feel compelled. So at this point, there isn't any Amazon Prime. I, I don't know. I just feel like it's from overall from a serious perspective. It just seems like it's a it's a little sister to some of the other streaming platforms shows. But it's been, but I will openly admit that I haven't given it enough enough of an opportunity. So none of my none of my stuff is original it's just stuff that's streaming and i just noticed one thing i'm going to say is not free anymore which sucked because it was free forever and it, and it was appropriate because i guess it's funny because i think a lot of people were watching this during the pandemic because it's it, it was appropriate that movie was it's a disaster which is a comedy it's it had julia styles america ferrera david cross as mon amongst the people in it and it's about this 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 relatively new couple that goes visits this her friends who've been getting together for a long time for brunch, and during the course of this brunch, basically there's some kind of like a like apocalyptic disaster that's going on. And, it, and mind you, it is a comedy, but it's just it's just the way people react to things as they're trying to figure out what's going on and all the interpersonal dynamics. So right now it looks like it's not free anymore on Amazon Prime. But if it does become free again, I would recommend watching it because it's funny. Uh, Coherence, which is a really interesting movie, Coherence. It's weird because some people list it as a horror movie, but it's really not. It's more like a sci-fi movie, and it's about, again, it's 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 following following the it's a disaster concept. It's about these this this these friends who have a again there's a lot, like every group of friends is this in, underlying interpersonal 
tension and, di- and dynamic that's things above, that are below the surface. But they're getting together for like a dinner party, and there's just some cosmic events with this uh, comet that's going overhead. And they, they kind of warn about different things that could happen. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yes. I've seen that. That is a very interesting movie about related to, again, kind of like the alternate alternate realities or, or alternate dimensions. And I own that, actually. Do you? I think I yes. own the digital copy on Vudu. Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 really it's, it's a very entertaining movie. I've, I've it reminds re-watched. me of a uh, in terms of trippiness, it's it, not as trippy, but it reminds me of a is it Primer, Prime the the time travel movie. Oh, you mean the you mean the Ryan Johnson movie? I think so. Yeah, I know, I know what I know what you mean. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that up. But yes, the uh, but conceptually, Looper. No, 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 not Looper. Uh, not Looper. Time travel movie Primer. Oh, yeah, it's called Primer. I was right. Yeah, there's a movie out there called Primer um, that was released in 2004. Director Shane Carruth, uh, seven thousand dollar budget, so like really cheaply made and everything. But it's a trippy ass time travel movie. Um, uh, but it was yeah, it was it was really really good. Yeah, I'm looking at the. It's kind of funny when you when you when you look for when you look for Primer, of course, one of the movies that cross references right, lists also is Coherence, <laughs> and yeah, the blonde in Coherence it's, is it's, really attractive. <clears throat> so uh, uh, Coherence is is easier to understand than Primer. Primer is Primer is one of those movies you're gonna have to do research after you watch it to go like, wait, what? Like, did did what I think happen happen? Am I lost? Like, did I miss something? Like. Granted, Coherence has some of that, but Primer is a mindfuck of a movie. I think I might have. Wa- I think I might have watched Primer, or at least I know I started. I started watching it because I'm looking at what, what, yeah, what, what they're showing, the pictures and everything. Yeah, I think I think I did at least attempt to watch that at some point. I probably did watch it, but Coher- yeah, But Coherence is is very much. It's it's in the similar vein of related to alternate dimensions and and. Uh, yeah, it. But you're right. It is. It is more straightforward. As, as as confusing as it is on the on the surface, on some levels, they do do a really good job at explaining the concept in it. And again, the personal dynamics and how, how you end up. I think it's. I've watched that movie a bunch of times. I I I really I really do enjoy that movie. Um, and the only other thing I'll mention, because we're already been recording for a while, is this is a documentary. It's the it's the Mothman of Point Pleasant, which relates to if anyone if anyone's ever watched the Mothman prophecies movie, which is a, which I would highly recommend it too, by the way, uh, the Richard Gere Laura Linney movie about what happened in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, about the Mothman sightings and that this is a documentary regarding the the history of Mothman in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and all the different things that things that there were supposed you know. Based on what supposedly went ha- went down during that time frame in that area, there was a lot more stuff. The movie didn't really deal with that. The movie did straightforward about the Mothman and, and and you know everything leading up to the bridge collapse and everything like that. But there was supposed to be a lot more stuff related to UFOs and Men in Black and and a whole lot of weird other phenomenon that was going on at, at the same time when that. Uh, you know, besides just you know seeing the you know the Mothman creature. So if, so if you're kind of into uh, that, if you kind of if you're into anything like that, if you're into uh, cryptozoology, which is what I was going to say a few seconds ago until I had a brain fart. That pause was was a cryptozoology pause. 
that if you're into that or you're you're just into kind of like any anything along those lines. Like I to be fair, I've streamed a lot of Bigfoot movies too on on Prime, even though most of those are just are not documentaries. Um, but yeah, I think I, I I'd say that one's worth that one's pretty pretty nicely done considering, and that's that's kind of like all I have. Uh, I did just remember I had one other thing, and I cool. well, we don't, I don't need to talk about it or anything. No, but, go ahead. Um, uh, because I bought my iPhone not too long ago, I bought it last year. I had a free year of Apple TV, so I have Apple TV, and I have watched the morning show with uh, Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell, Reese Witherspoon. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, it's definitely enjoyable. I haven't yet watched that Jason Momoa show where I believe are they all blind or I think they're all blind. I'm pretty sure they're all blind. I haven't watched that show. Um, but I, I'm not going to renew the service cause I just, you know, I had a free trial or whatever for a year, but because that is coming up on being expired pretty soon, I think, I think it expires in November. Um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to probably make an effort to watch more stuff on Apple TV that I'm curious about so that, you know, I can see what it's got to offer before it's gone from my purview. Cool. All right. Well, before we close out, I did want to let people know um, on eBay recently, I actually purchased uh, two things. I purchased uh, some unopened factory sealed trading card packs uh, of DC comics characters in 1991 there was the inaugural set, which was uh, the DC Cosmic Cards series, um, and it had uh, 180 uh, different cards, not including the hollows, uh, that you could get. Um, uh, and at the time, the company was called Impel. Uh, that would be the company that would later become known as Skybox. Um, so I bought an, a factory-sealed box of of uh, Cos- DC Cosmic Cards from Impel, and uh, there were 36 card packs and 12 cards a pack, and I did an unboxing of them. I'm not that great with video editing. My hope is to have that up by Friday or Saturday. As you hear this, this this would be... Um, uh, let me pull up the calendar. What would, what days would that be? That would be the, the 25th or the 26th. But again, not familiar with video editing much at all. So at the very least, uh, at the most, I hope to have it up by the the second or third. Um, so either this coming weekend or next weekend, uh, that'll be up. The second thing I purchased was also a trading card pack. Same series. This time, the company's called Skybox, you know, because they in the in the time they changed. Um, 1992 or 1993, I think. Um, it is the DC Cosmic Teams set. So uh, that is supposed to be coming in the mail, um, I think, tomorrow. Uh, if I looked at the tracking information right today, uh, that's supposed to come tomorrow. Uh, so I'll do another unboxing, uh, but obviously I'll be I'll space out the releases of those videos. So. Keep an eye on our social media for those. Uh, once I post the video over on YouTube, uh, I will I will let you guys know. But I figured I'd mention on the show those are coming up. Yeah, uh, unboxing cards from 1991 was very very cool. I won't tell you. I won't spoil it. I won't tell you guys what I got, what I didn't get. Did I get a full set? Did I get all the hollows or or what did I get doubles of? I, I won't tell you. Um, go check it out if you're curious. Um, so yeah, that that was fun. You know to. You know, it's factory sealed. That those cards haven't seen the light of day for 29 years. <laughs> so that was that was fun. I can guarantee you did not get a Saint Walker Chase card. <laughs> 
No, no. Uh, yeah, because it was 1991, a lot of the card art is super late 80s, early 90s, and it's uh, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that kind of to, to me that honestly, when I when we were talking and I realized how old that set was, that it's like there's so much, there's so many cool characters that wouldn't wouldn't have even been uh, that wouldn't have even been in DC yet, like like. We, we didn't get the reign of the Superman yet. We didn't get anything. <laughs> so it's like, eh, I don't know. But you're right. I can, just by those, just by the art that I, that I saw, that I saw, it's like, yep. But you know, it's like it's like those. What was it? The overpower cards? Is that what they were? The over? Was it overpower? Was that was that that wave of cards that they came out with? It was late. It was after those, because because mm. because they had because I know it's because they had parallax because I have I have the parallax card and and yeah. There were there were there were I think there was there were I think there were several Green Lantern related things in that. Well, they all- well yeah, in the, in, in the DC Cosmic, there's a there's a, you know your your John Stewart, your your Guy Gardner, your uh, a, interesting uh, interestingly Aresia is in there, Kilowog is in there. <laughs> Weirdly, guess who's in there? Guess which Lantern? The 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 weirdest effing Green Lantern to show up in there. Guess who's in there? Well, that, that's pretty vague. I don't know. Uh, Nort? Yes. There's a Nort card. <laughs> uh, uh, you should give me credit for getting that. I mean, because, not because, I mean, Nort, because Nort is, Nort is a completely irrelevant, but he's known. So I thought it, it could have been one of the, it, I mean, it could have been Chaselon or something, who's also known, but not as well known. <laughs> no, so, so I got, I got these cards because, you know, they're, I love DC. They're '90s. It was a good deal. They're factory sealed, hard to pass up. Uh, whatever. But a, another reason I got them is there are not a lot of Ragman trading cards out there. And by that, I think I mean there's just this one. There are other Ragman cards, but I believe they're part of like a card playing game, not necessarily a, just a collectible trading cards. The Ragman card that exists in the world is in this set, so I had to get it. I was like, you know what? I want the Ragman card. I'm going to want all the Green Lantern cards. Screw it. I'll just buy the whole set. Uh, I'm a DC fan, anyways. Let's do it. Full stop. But uh, you know, like it's uh, it's super late '80s, early '90s. Because like for instance, the Firestorm card is Elemental Firestorm. So that very like it very firmly ensconces you in a certain period of DC Comics history. That, yeah, it's true. I mean, that from a from a from a collector's perspective and even from a nostalgia perspective that that is that is um it is kind of cool to have things that are uniquely representative of a certain period of time i'm 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 looking at i'm trying to look at this the overpower checklist to see if i can see all all the stuff they had i I can't even i can't even find my damn parallax card but now now i'm kind of upset because apparently they they had an eradicator card or a few Eradicator cards, and I'm kind of disappointed that I never... I don't, I don't think I ever got that. <laughs> and, and the Parallax thing was luck of the draw. I think they just had some they had some extra packs at my comic shop, and they, they probably had been sitting there forever. So I just... I think I just bought them, bought them for the hell of it, and it's like, yeah, and I happen to get a... But they have the Eradicator and Doomsday, and they have a bunch of different... Yeah, that's disappointing. Oh, well, life goes on. All right, so when I post these links to various social media and stuff like that, how can people find them? Good luck, people. <laughs> you ain't got no chance. <laughs> hey, I try. I try to segue. I know it, it, it was a good segue, Chad. It was a good one. Lanterncast, <laughs> lanterncast.com. The email is lanterncast at gmail.com. Uh, gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, use hashtag GLCast. 
to track us down on those. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. So please leave us a positive review on whichever platform you listen to us on. Last but not least, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail or text, 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 you can text. As far as we know, we still have our voicemail, so I guess we can. I guess we survived that time frame, our countdown, because I think we would have passed it already. Uh, 708Lantern is the voicemail, so you can text us or call us and give us and let us know what you think. Uh, and yeah, we might be available on another platform very soon. We did get an email, and I'm looking into it, from Amazon Music. Amazon Music is trying to get people to put their podcasts onto their platform. So uh, we will update you if we are if we are accepted onto that platform. They better accept us. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Good night, everybody. Good night.